This podcast is brought to you by A Copy Match. A Copy Match is a boutique matchmaking service that helps exceptional singles find meaningful connections and relationships. To learn more about our matchmaking services, online dating makeovers and takeovers, or to enroll in an upcoming group coaching intensive, go to agopymatch.com. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week I answer your dating and relationship questions on the podcast and online. If you're not already following me, weird, but also find me on Instagram, I'm at Matchmaker Maria. This week's episode is a hotline episode. You have questions and well, I've got answers. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker hotline. How can I help you? This guy and I, we went to elementary school together. And we recently kind of reconnected on Instagram and he le- he like reacts to all my photos and we kind of have like messy back and forth. And then we like met, like made plans to meet up, but they never came through and I'm kind of interested in him. Do I pursue more plans or do I just let it go? What do you mean by messy? I know that wasn't the, that wasn't the right word. We just like banter back and forth. Like he'll like a message. I'll say, oh, thanks. How are you doing? And kind of back and forth. Do you know if he's single? He is. He's on the apps. Um, so do I do I try again or do I just let it go because it didn't work? What do you mean? Well, I'm sorry. I think I missed something here. Try oh, again. What? So we like we like made plans, but like for weeks in advance because we were so busy, and then we never like followed up and solidified them, so they kind of fell through. So mm. do I follow up with him and be like, "Hey, I really want to meet up. Like, when are you free?" You know, maybe because you know him and you tried to make plans before and it seems like you really want to see him regardless part of me is like message him and another part of me thinks like if he really wanted to date you he would make those plans so I feel like we're in a bit of a purgatory here yeah I mean I live in Minnesota and it's like there's not a lot of options (laughs) is he also wait where does he live he lives in Minnesota but I'm Jewish and I want to date someone who's Jewish so like my yeah, my options are so limited. That's why I'm like, if this is someone who's single Jewish and lives in Minnesota, should I really try and take advantage of this? I mean, let's fuck it right now. Let's do it. And I want <laughs> you to call us back and tell us what happened. But uh, on the next hotline or send me an audio message so I know. <laughs> but um, why, why not message him right now? Let's do it together. Oh send him a message that says, you know, hey, um, I was thinking it would still be great to see you are you available on tuesday or thursday oh that's next week is thanksgiving are you available on monday or wednesday question mark oh my god that's so aggressive well here's what's going to happen and this is actually really good for online dating too right he'll reply back with a day Mm -hmm. and then all you have to say is great i'm available at 7 p.m here you know i still live in this neighborhood let me know what you plan. Okay. <laughs> and then if he says he can't do next week, then balls in his court to give you alternate dates. Yeah. And then I could just be back in the same situation I'm in, but. You know, this is really good. I'm going to, this is really good hometown messaging for anyone going back to their hometowns next week for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Except I just live in a town with no single Jewish men. <laughs> 
Well, okay. Dana, you're going to let us know how it went, okay? Yeah, I'll send you a message once I do it. Good luck. Cool, thank you. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can I help you? I don't know even where to begin. Um, I just started um, dating again on the apps, and I don't know if it's me. I'm very bad at texting. I don't know when to text or if I should text. I'll go days without texting someone either. And I don't know what the right thing to do is. Even though you sense. like them? I do. But like, I'm like, do I, you know, if I don't hear from them, I, I mean, I preface a lot of dates with like, hey, I'm a really bad texter. I know you're busy. I'm busy. I may not, you know, if I don't, you don't hear from me, like, I don't know. That sounds terrible, right? doesn't sound terrible, but it sounds like you need to have some conversations when you talk to people. So first off, I just want everyone to know that the person I'm speaking to right now is in a subway stop. So that is where she is. Um, yeah. What stop are you at? I'm at Atlantic. In Brooklyn? Yes, in Brooklyn. Cool. I think that if you are a really bad texter, it's actually really great to tell people that you're a really bad texter. Like everything you just said to me, I think would be a really good message to send to someone. If you like them, you should say like, it's okay to be vulnerable when it comes to your own communication limits, standards, priorities. Um, and what you could say is like, listen, I like you, but I also don't know how to text. I don't know when to text. I don't know what to say sometimes. Do you feel more comfortable doing, uh, and um, this is now, I'm not adding this to your text message. Now I'm telling you, I'm asking you, um, do you feel more comfortable on the phone or on FaceTime? Um, I feel more comfortable on the phone, I guess. I can have longer conversations. I just, you know, I haven't dated in very long. And so I just don't know what the protocol is. And I'm busy. You know, like some guy, I was like really nice. And he texted a little bit. And he's like, I'd love to get drinks after like I have this launch going and he's just like and then I was like sure and then he never got back to me and I was like and I never got back to him either and I don't know his last text was like I'd love to take you out for drinks and then that was it and I mean I that was like two weeks I think if a guy messages you I'd love to take you out for drinks you can reply back with great I'm available on Tuesday what time mm -hmm. works for you let me know this is the neighborhood I'm at happy planning Oh, nice. That's actually, I, but it's been two weeks. Can I still reach out? It's so funny. The previous call was asking like, oh, this fell through. Should I do it? I feel like, I feel like <laughs> now that we're leading up into Thanksgiving, you know, um, some people are traveling, but I think everyone's pretty game for drinks and okay. maybe under normal circumstances, I'd be like, ah, eh, but you know what? Shoot your shot. What, what, what's the worst he could happen? He says, no, like this is a nobody to you. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing that too. There's this one guy I really liked and he's like very busy. And I was like, you know, I like him. I can be the chaser. And then I was like, I don't know. It doesn't make me feel so good. Then you don't <laughs> so have to chase if something doesn't feel so good. But at the same time, you have to tell people that you're bad at texting. And you follow up with that saying like, I'm really good on the phone. In fact, last week um, I was going over the Singles in America study on the podcast and on the bonus episode. And one of the things that came out from the study is that more people are interested in phone calls than ever before. So get on the phone. If you're better on the phone, get on the phone. M men are interested in being on the phone. Okay. I mean, 
I just, I, I guess I just need to communicate that. I think that you have a few routes to take here, right? So first is I would, I would communicate better what your limits are when it comes to your own communication behaviors. That's the first thing I would do. And then the second thing that I would do is if someone said we should get drinks sometime, you have to reply back with like, great, I would love to. Does Tuesday work for you? I'm available. And if he says yes, great, I'm available at 7 p.m. This is the neighborhood I live in. Like, let me know what you plan. I mean, is it too late to reach out to that guy? It's been two weeks. I don't know. And you know, I'm going to crystal ball you here. I know. Um, I guess I can shoot my shot and see what happens, right? I mean, he's a nobody, like you said. Exactly. He's a nobody. He becomes a somebody. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you go before you pop into your train. I I can hear it arriving. Thank thank you so much. Welcome to the hotline. How can I help you? It's been many years of trying all the different things, the events, the online dating, the friend circles, new activities. And like, I don't want to give up, but also like, and give up might be a strong word, but I guess my question is like, at what point do you just have to, or is there a point where you just have to say like, the universe hasn't given me my person yet and I'm just waiting um, and like enjoying my life, only doing the things I want to do in the meantime. Like, does that make sense? You feel discouraged and you feel frustrated. Yes. I can't, I can't help you the way you feel. Yeah. But I can validate that dating can suck sometimes. That's fair. I just want to like point out the facts first. Um, Tell me a little bit more about how you date. Like, do you always date in the sense of like, you're looking for your person always? Um, I go through phases. Most recently, it has been like, yeah, I'm looking for my person. When Mm -hmm. I was younger, I like ho-phased a little bit as a mindset, as we've Mm -hmm. talked about. But now it's just... If it's, if I'm not going to be finding the person who's going to like be making my life better, mm-hmm. I find that what I have less time for is room for activities that might give me like a little buzz here and there, but isn't like a long-term investment. That sounds really cold and calculating, but that's how I feel. How old are you? 35. Where do you live? Washington, DC. Mm. It's a pretty transient <laughs> city. I can see why you feel the way you feel. Yeah. Do you live in like the city proper? Do you live in the suburbs? Like in Alexandria. So okay. very close by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, that can be really tough. And do you work in government? Sure do. Mm. That's really tough. Here's here's what I would tell you. Um, may I ask like when you date, how far is the location um, radius that you date in? Uh, 35 miles. Okay, that's pretty good. That's great. I'm wondering what it would look like if you opened up to Delaware and Philadelphia. I know that's a bit long distance, but there there are pockets of people there that are not living in D.C. and Alexandria ready to move in three years. You're making good points. And another thing that I would recommend if you're 35 and, you know, you have a pretty standard income, but, you know, you're obviously growing it. Um, or at least I'm assuming you're upgrading in the, what is it called? Grade levels. I'm, I'm pretty high up there. No no more, uh, upgrading for me until I become an executive. Okay. 
So I would also invest in um, like right now that like, no, the borders are opening up. I would also invest in group travel. Um, You know, I would look for things that are a bit more adventurous that might attract other genders, but I also just want you to find it as a way, you know, when you go traveling with people, even other women, even if they're strangers, you do create this like certain bond, you become friends, and that does open a certain network to you that you didn't have access to before, right? Like imagine if you, you know, uh, you met Wendy on a trip to, let's say, hiking Machu Picchu, and Wendy gets married in six months. Well, now you're going to be invited to Wendy's wedding. Yeah, and you get to meet all these other people, and there's this different bond because you spent the week with Wendy. And now imagine, now multiply that with like 20 people on a group trip. No, you're right. I, I, my second job is a travel agent. Like I design mm. travel in my spare time. Okay. Um, and so it's funny because I just got back from a trip to Italy when it was much smaller. But mm. like, but yeah, you're. It's, it had been a while. But like, yeah, new agents. Uh, one in the UK. One in. Florida one in Texas but like with connections all over the place so you're you're right I'm doing the right things I just you're discouraged you feel discouraged the only thing I could recommend to you that's like mm, could kind of shake your dating etch-a-sketch mindset that you have right now and just make it new is to do the agape intensive (laughs) which is the program that we offer every month to like shake it up a little bit and reset your mindset but I think that just small tweaks could make a world of difference. And one of those tweaks is looking outside of the DC culture. Like, you know, what, what DC does, and, and Boston is very similar in this way too, just different, um, you know, DC is more government and Boston is more academic, but it's these transient communities that only last for three to five years. And so people are not necessarily settled or maybe they are settled with someone who's traveling with them in that city. And so I'm wondering like, oh, I wonder if Sarah's dating outcome would just be fundamentally different if she moved it up to Philadelphia, moved it up to Delaware, just because there are people there. And, you know, even if they say to you stuff like I would never move if you're (laughs) I don't you don't know that you don't know that about yourself either. Right. You could meet someone you could decide, yeah, I could live in Philly. Yeah. I would just kind of open it in this in this in this way and see what happens. I wouldn't be so discouraged though. And you get to date, remember? It's the mindset. You get to do fun things. Uh dating is not my favorite thing to do. And it's sort of something I force myself to do because I know like and so when I really don't have the good attitude to do it correctly, I don't do it for a while. I take a break. But mm. like I think what happens is that like after what I'm 35, so 23 since online dating since like 23 on and off right so like my spurts of willingness to do this and like being able to maintain a positive and like exciting and optimistic attitude about it they, they're just shorter and shorter every time but see if online dating is doing that to you like just don't online date i know yeah. that's a really shocking statement to say because i feel like everyone should be online dating but if it's not working for you now it's if it's stressing you out like you have to invest that time in different ways i remember reading a study a few years ago that people spend seven hours online for every offline date they go on i don't know what that number is it might be less now i don't know but it used to be seven hours for every offline date and imagine if you instead of swiping around you spent that time going to an event in the city or going to a learning program in your city, going to a speaking lecture, going to book release parties. I think that's actually a really great place to meet awesome men. 
is to check out, you know, um, your local independent bookstore and find out, you know, what their speaker series is and just show up. You know, you'd be surprised how many people go to these events. Sarah, I, I really do hope that, you know, these small changes might have a big effect. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Absolutely. Thanks for calling the hotline. How can I help you? Hi. So I essentially have a question because my job has been, has made my dating life very, very challenging. Mm -hmm. um, and I need someone who also has a very demanding career um, and is understanding that when I don't show up to things or if I have to change plans, it's not because I want to, it's because I have to. And I found this great guy. We've gone on a few dates. We've talked all of this through. He feels the exact same way. However, so we made plans for tonight and then he canceled them. I was like, that's totally fine. Something came up for work. Um, and he asked to do plans on Friday, even though he knew I had plans. And I said, I'm leaving on Saturday for a week. I'm willing to see my friends a different night since that's the only night you can do. And then he never texted me back to confirm. And it's been going on 30 hours now. And I'm just trying to figure out, am I approaching it the wrong way by trying to find someone who has a different schedule than a similar schedule to me? Or should I be looking for someone who is potentially less compatible in that regard, but I guess is willing to deal with my schedule shortcomings. So many assumptions being made here. It's like interesting, yeah. like even the words that you just use, like, are we, you know, we'll be less compatible because of X and you don't know, that's not what, com com there's no time pillar in compatibility. Um, there's a lifestyle pillar and that's usually under mm -hmm. your financial compatibility. That's where lifestyle mm -hmm. rests. Okay. So uh, let me ask you a really quick question. What do you do for a living? I work in crisis communications. Okay. Right. So that's like being a doctor, like you're on call. I'm, I'm always on call. Some days I don't work until 2 PM and then I work until 2 AM. Right. Um, other days I'll work 12 hours Saturdays and do absolutely nothing on like a Wednesday you might end up with someone who um has a demanding career you might be with someone who has you know more of a work-life balance that's not what compatibility is based on compatibility is based on um other factors and that is you know can you rely on them for your emotional support can you um depend on their uh, the, what you need communication wise, like for instance, in this case, you know, you need confirmation. Anyone would need confirmation, not just you. Um, are they a consistent communicator? Um, even though you have a demanding job, I'm willing to bet that if someone were to text you, you know, can we do Friday? You would respond within two hours, right? Probably. That's better than a no. <laughs> That's better. Yeah. I, I would definitely respond within six hours, probably within fine. two hours. I'll take it six hours. That's totally fine. And so I think you need to take away the, this obstacle that you've put in front of you. That's like, if he doesn't have a demanding job, we're just not, he's never going to understand. Yeah. Could, I guess you know, that's just been like what my past experience has been. You know, people have their own lives too, and mm -hmm. it's not any less demanding just because it's not their professional career. You could meet a school teacher who is the best person for you and they do a lot of volunteering or, I mean, let's face it, school teachers, they also have a lot of work when they get home and that mm -hmm. is very demanding and time sensitive. So, you know, there are people who would appreciate that you have a, a busy schedule because it allows them to still participate in not only their own work priorities, but their hobbies. 
you're That's looking true. for someone, you know, like what concerns me here is that like now you're competing with a guy who also has a demanding career and you know, for whatever reason, I think that sometimes those men might think like their career comes first and you're just going to have to understand. And well, that doesn't excuse anyone to not be a clear communicator with you. Yeah, that no, that that's definitely very true. I mean, I think I think I've pigeonholed myself into this box um, based on. And I totally know who you're dating. Basically, I'm assuming you're, yeah. you've been like pigeonholing yourself to like what hedge fund guys. No, well, a, a decent number of those, um, not intentionally, generally some form of finance, law, banking, mm. other people in my industry, people who travel a lot for work. So consultants who don't necessarily have the same hours, but have a mutual understanding because I've had too many instances where I've dated people with very reliable nine to five sort of jobs and have actually gotten a lot of attitude when I've been like, oh, I'm sorry, I need to quickly check my phone. I haven't looked at it in two hours and I'm technically supposed to check it every 15 minutes. And there's only so far that I can, you know, stretch that. So I think like what is really alarming me about this situation is that like this guy and I had a massive talk about this um, because we both knew it was going to be an obstacle. Um, we've worked together in passing before, which makes it very helpful that we both understand the day-to-day -day life of the other person. But so, yeah, it seemed like it was all laid out to work. And I was really trying to take what I had messed up in the past and apply it to a very proactive conversation saying, hey, I want to address this now before it potentially come, becomes an issue. Um, and he was like, I would love to have that conversation as well. I have also had this issue. Um, but now I'm just confused because we seemed like we were on exactly the same page. And then I just didn't hear back, which is also very out of character. So I, I don't know if I should just, is this like a complete deal breaker? We've only How been many on dates have you been on with this guy? So technically two, but they were both over 12 hours long. Yeah, this is not, that doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah, yeah, I just I had a relationship with someone in like one week and then they could have just said, okay, I'm out. Um, yeah, I don't understand exactly. why you're having these deep conversations with someone you've only gone on two dates with. Like People what you just that. described <laughs> in terms of conversations, you know, that should be happening between like weeks. That should be the red flag. In that, hindsight, that should be the biggest red flag of this entire You shouldn't situation. be having conversations about your career um, priorities until you've gone on like several dates with them, like over four to five weeks. Like I think I think that just fun. came up because we do work together. Not okay, directly. Here's, here's a fun but... game. I want you to go on three first dates with men who have careers that you never even have considered dating before. Okay. And instead of having this front that you're currently holding, which is like I have a demanding career and he's just never going to understand. Um, instead, just just lead with yes. Just lead with, you know, I'm having a great time. Oh, you know, that's really cool. And you can tell people on the first date, you know, is there something like, you know, I want to share that, you know, with my job because, you know, you, of course, you're going to talk about what you do for a living. And it's like you can kind of sell it. You can say stuff like, you know, the one bad thing about my job is that I do have to check my phone every 15 minutes. But, you know, usually things are doing great, but sometimes I just, you know, that's what crisis is, right? Like I have to, yeah. be and if you sell it in this way, people are really understanding. 
You have to I give like, people more credit. <laughs> yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've really, I've tried to do that and I've never had a guy respond to it. Well, partially because what you were saying about there are a lot of guys who do think their careers are more important than women. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I've done dated guys that are like completely random um, between guys in tech, like, so for example, I went on, because I knew this was something I should try to be doing, seeing, like not pigeonholing myself. I went on a date with a guy who did freelance tech work. Um, and like his main thing was he loved it because he loved to travel. Complete opposite schedule of me he has no office he doesn't even have a lease he just kind of moves from city to city and then comes back to New York for more than 50% of the time so I was like this is a completely different lifestyle than me so we were on the date um, and someone called me um, and I'm like I'm sorry I have to answer this this person would only call me if it was a huge emergency so I answered the I stepped outside and answered the phone and then I came back and he was, he was like, oh, what's the emergency? I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't tell you. And then he's like, oh, well, then it's probably not an emergency that requires you to be working on a Saturday and just wouldn't let it go. And I've had so many small things like that with guys really across a wide range of career paths. Like I, I can't think of a career path from like teachers, grad students, activists. I really, I feel like I've, Try those are not people. you just okay you okay you're throwing out a lot of careers that like they're not personality types like you just went from teacher like there's a whole but, range of other careers and this has nothing to do with someone's career it has to do with you and how you communicate you know what your work requirements are right now and also picking the right person who's understanding all I need you to do right now is I would not talk to the guy you've been on to 12 hour dates. That's not normal. Okay. And like the fact that he hasn't messaged you after 30 hours, like that's, that's done. Yeah. But I also want you to stop leading with your career instead lead with like, yes, these are my work requirements, but I'm also open. You know, I, I love to have fun. I'm a fun person. And you also have to like kind of give people the grace to understand your career. You have to show them how to date you. <laughs> You know, I I don't want you yeah, to like no, build no, these unnecessary walls that maybe they don't need be building. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I hope that's answered your question. Yeah, it has. It's definitely given you some homework. Yeah, I've gotten homework. I'll give it a try. Awesome. Good luck. Thanks. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can I help you? So the holidays are coming up and you are of European descent, so you kind of understand the European mentality, I assume. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, first off, so my boyfriend and I have been seeing each other for about four months now. Okay. And we're talking about the holidays, of course. So we're talking about, you know, he's going to come with me for Thanksgiving. And then, you know, we're going to split up Christmas Eve because Christmas Eve is a big thing for my family. And now he's talking about hosting a Christmas day at his house, Um, which I don't know if this is now too soon because I presume I would, well, not presume, but I would be helping him in hosting. So Mm -hmm. it would be his entire family. And then now we're talking about, you know, inviting my parents 
But at this point, it's also only five months of us seeing each other, which like it feels right to do. But like, is this too quick? (laughs) Am I crazy? (laughs) Have you are you in love with him? I haven't said it. It feels that way, though. Yeah. Has he told you he loves you? Not yet. Okay. Um, Have you ever talked about your career goals? Yes. So have you ever talked about your financial goals? A little bit. Yes. So have you ever talked about your financial goals over the next 10 to 20 years? Not that long term. No. Uh, Have you ever discussed what you'd like to do? You want to have kids? First of all, do you do either of you want to have kids one day? We talked about we had that conversation. What how did that conversation go? We're both on the same terms um, and the same like point of view. We don't really have obviously we want to get married first and we want to have kids later or after that. Um, And we're on the same page of how many kids we want to have as well. Have you guys ever talked about um, what kind of religion you'd want to raise your kids, if any? Yes. Yes. Have you ever talked about if you would save for their college expenses? Um, No, we haven't had that conversation. Have you ever talked about um, how, what kind of philosophy you have when it comes to parenting? or things that you have found interesting? Like, do you have any parent goals? We've kind of talked about how we were raised and what we see like from both of our perspectives has worked and what hasn't worked. So in that way, in that regard, kind of, yes. Okay. So the reason I'm asking you all these questions is to Mm -hmm. determine like, have you guys talked about the longevity of your current relationship? Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay that you haven't said, I love you to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's coming soon, but yeah, um, I just, I think the right moment hasn't happened for the both of us yet. And, and that's okay. Um, but I think it's also really important that before families meet each other, mm-hmm. you have to have some really vulnerable conversations and those vulnerable mm-hmm. conversations, um, heavily stem on your lifestyle compatibility, how you view mm-hmm. Um, your financial compatibility, how you view your um, standards when it comes to communication, if they're meeting those, the, the standards that you need to feel um, not anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's okay to meet parents at five months. I think that's fine. It's, is it quick? Of course it's quick, but you know, things happen, right? People fall in love every day and things mm-hmm. happen quickly. But um I do think you need to have like certain conversations that at least you're talking about these things before the parents meet. So that way there's like no surprise here. I think if you're inviting, I mean, does he own his own home? Yes. Oh, so, you know, Christmas is a really big holiday and I'm just wondering, I don't know. I get, you know, I guess, uh, is he, I know this is really hard. That's why I'm like, okay, this is, this is Is the expert. Is he an only child? No. He's one of four and I'm one of two. So if he was hosting Christmas, um, are all of his siblings coming? Um, Definitely at least two or at least one for sure. Um, I don't know about- Have they met you before? Yes. I've met his entire family multiple times. He's met my parents. He he met my parents last weekend, actually. What did your parents think of him? Um, He got along very well with my entire family. Um, my, this is like also part of the thing, like, um, my mom is like pretty protective of me and like, I'm 
so I'm a graduate student. <laughs> I'm getting my PhD in chemistry. So, um, and we don't make much money <laughs> as grad students. So right. they're still kind of financially supporting me mm -hmm. through this. Um, and um, my mom is super opinionated. She's a super opinionated Polish woman, <laughs> woman. And so I think she has certain ideas for me. I don't know if necessarily she, I know she likes him because he is a super duper respectful guy and he does treat me very well. And again, when he was around my parents, he was super nice and super respect, respectful as well. Um, I think that it seems a little too quick for her to do it is quick. Things. Yeah. It is quick. And I'm wondering, I'm really wondering if it's necessary. Like, is it okay if he just spent Christmas with his family this year and maybe you just visited and you also spent Christmas with your family and, you know, like, do you know what I mean? So separately or like, what um, is he saying? Cause I don't want, you know, is he, is he control? Like I'm trying to understand him for a second. No, is he no, no, controlling he's in any way? No, actually he's, he, we are, our communication is very good. Like anytime we, like I've spoken about like kind of what you were saying, you know, like what makes me anxious. I've told him that. So when I'm feeling a certain type of way, it's always, okay, what can I do for you? And likewise. So like, we've been super respectful of boundaries too. I think for me, it's also like, as the daughter of immigrant parents, it's the sense of me needing to also take care of them. And mm. so my guilt of being like, oh, now I'm going to be spending my holiday with my significant other. And so rather than like wanting them to be alone, like I was thinking about inviting them and he's, he's not pushing for that, of course, but he understands how I feel about not wanting to abandon my parents for the holidays. So that was kind of his idea for me to invite them as well. How old are you? I'm 27. He's 31. Okay. I think we're putting like Christmas on a pedestal here. Yeah. And you know, it's weird. If you guys were dating at least six or seven or eight months, I'd be like, this sounds like a great idea. But mm -hmm. that five month mark, you know, you're still in the lust phase. Yeah. You still haven't said, I love you. And I'm not saying you need to rush that, but you're still very lustful over each other, right? You're probably still having sex like bunnies, like, there's a lot of things that come with dating in the early stages that just plateau after a while. They do plateau after month seventh and eight, and then you have to choose to love someone. It's not like it's not the overcome of this lustful emotion. And I think you were putting Christmas on this really insane pedestal when it's really just a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you could just, since it's your first Christmas together, maybe you guys can just have separate Christmases and then you can go out together. You can always, can always drop by his house and see his family. And then he can always drop by your house and see your family, but just separate Christmases, you know, next Christmas when you're engaged, <laughs> you can have a Christmas together, but right now you guys aren't anything. So, uh, that's going to be a really tough conversation to have, but it's not as tough as you think. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it. If he's the guy, he's going to totally understand this perspective. It's a normal perspective to have. So totally separate Christmases. I spend it with my family. He spends it. Well, that's the other thing. He's in Connecticut. I'm in New York. So it's not like dropping by would be a possibility either. That's you I never know. Problem. I've heard I've heard people drop by on these days. It's up to you if you want to drive or if he wants to drive. But um, mm -hmm. you're, you know, I don't know. You're you're putting this holiday really high up on the 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a place here where you spend Christmas Eve with him and Christmas with your parents or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And that's also acceptable. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I think that I think it is really soon. Yeah. And, and so like, do you know all what? of this too, yeah. Listen, if he's the guy, it's just it's just the last Christmas. That's it. Every Christmas after this, you're gonna spend it with him. And that's the perspective you need to have on these things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Happy holidays. <laughs> have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me let me know how it goes, okay? Thank you so much. I no appreciate problem. all of your advice all the time. I appreciate you listening. Thank you again for calling in. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the ask a matchmaker hotline. How can I help you? I feel like I've tried literally everything I can. So I live in New York for context to like get a date. I've tried the apps. I've tried going out. Like I spent basically five months, like from the summer till not now going out with my friends consistently trying to do new things, trying to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. And I, have just had like zero luck. Like I've tried going out with guys that like, when I do get matches on the apps, it's usually not like what I'm like super interested in or they're not like top of the top of my like dream list or whatever. But at the same time, I still try to go in with an open mind. And essentially what I've learned is that I'd much rather have um, a hot guy call me a cop than an ugly guy. <laughs> so I guess my question is sort of like, what can I do to like actually like meet someone in real life? because currently going out and like just hanging out with friends isn't working. And I think it might be just because like a lot of my friends are very attractive. So I end up playing bouncer slash like waiting line secretary for my friends. Like guys mm -hmm. talk to me to get my friends phone numbers. Mm -hmm. So I guess, and like, I don't really have the option to just, I don't know, pick less attractive friends because all of yes, my friends do. are, I mean, all of my friends are, so it would be really difficult for me to do that. <laughs> I guess. How tall like, are you? How tall? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm 5'8". Okay. Sounds good height. All right. So in your position, what I would do is actually start creating a social calendar that does not involve any of your friends. It's you going out to events by yourself. Okay. You basically become your own wing woman. There's no one to protect. There's no one else to kind of like have, be a front for. It's, it's just you. And if that makes you feel nervous, one of the things that I always say is that all you have to do when you go to an event is talk to two new people that you've never spoken to before. That's it. Mm -hmm. And you know what the best thing about events is, is that every single person at that event is hoping someone will just come to talk to them because everyone feels kind of like a loser. <laughs> like they're like, I'm standing here with my alcoholic beverage and no one's talking to me. I hope someone comes and talks to me and you can just be that person. What okay. I need you to do though, is to become way more creative with how you look for events. Eventbrite is a really great place that lists different events. Like, you know, one of the things that I support for any of my listeners listening, and you, you don't have to be Greek, but there's this event called Greek Tech and they just started their in-person events. And Greek Tech is just a place where where um, Greeks and Greek Americans um, and allies, I guess, or I don't know what the right word is here. Uh, no, Greeks and Greek Americans and their friends can pitch potential investors or talk about, you know, technology or startup culture happening in Greece or in Greek America. And at this event, there is like 20% attendance that are not Greek. And you know, it's a lot of guys and it's not dating related, right? So you're there to learn about different sectors in the business, in, you know, in industry, 
but you're also an opportunity to make new friends and expand your circle. So that's just like one creative event that I'm talking about that has nothing to do with dating. Okay. You know, other events that are happening on Eventbrite, like it could also be other pitch contests that exist in the business world, but it could also be, I had mentioned to a previous caller, a speaker series, right? Um, independent bookstores, The Strand, they constantly have authors come and speak about a book that they've just written. That is a really great place to meet people. Consulates, they will have events in the city um, where, you know, they're featuring um, a, a you know, a local designer or a person that is, um, you know, em empowering or showcasing their culture. And these are events that you can go to to meet new people as well from that circle. Also pop-up shops, pop-up shops in New York City, they constantly have events. I remember last year, not last year, two years ago, Sarah Flint, the shoe company, I know she has a pop-up store right now in New York, but Sarah Flint pop-up, they had a holiday party in December and it was fantastic. They had carolers, it was hosted, I believe, by Quintessentially, and just all these people showed up to, you know, admire beautiful shoes and uh, have some champagne and scones and uh, or crackers or whatever. And, you know, half of the people in attendance were men. <laughs> so, you know, you just have to become a little bit more creative of how you meet people and not necessarily go with friends, like go by yourself, be your own wing woman. Okay. How do I deal with, because I feel like I've tried some of that and I feel like what hasn't worked for me is that I'll like get their contact information and I'll try to follow up with them and they just seem like not very interested in following up with me like just even if it's just like friending like a friend mm -hmm. I guess like how do I like make sure that I like translate like whatever connection that I make there to beyond that event so one of the things I like to do is if I'm like, hey, this is, um, you know, I think you're really interesting. I'd love to, I'd love to go out again. Like I would actually make plans then. I wouldn't say I'd love to connect. People think immediately like LinkedIn. Right. Uh, I would say like, I would love to, I would love to, you know, get a brunch with, you know, you seem really interesting. I'd love to grab brunch with you or, or grab a drink one day. Do you think you're available next week? Like I would actually just ask it out. And I know what I just said sounds really shocking, but you don't know this person. And if they say no, that's okay. You can forget about them. Okay. And another thing that I would recommend is, you know, if you're exchanging details, send a photo as you're exchanging details, like, hi again, it's me. It was really great meeting you today. And you know, you attach a photo, you know, just so you don't forget. <laughs> okay. Like if you're trying to meet new people, it's not the place to ask for their Instagrams because you're going to forget. Right. Like you can add them on Instagram, but you're going to forget to DM them. But if you, can, if you can immediately just say like, hey, you seem really interesting. Do you think we can connect next week? Or like, let's say you meet someone at um, The Strand, right? Like at the independent bookstore at a speaker series, right? You could say like, oh my God, you, you know, this was really interesting. I actually am going to another event next week. Do you want to come with me? I would love to grab a drink with you maybe before or after. Okay. Like kind of cue it up a little bit. So you already have like a date in place, like they can come or not. And if they say like, you know, I can't make next Thursday, but you know, how about this? Then that like they're you know the door's still open okay um this is helpful because like i am like truly an introvert's introvert so I like i know this will take a lot of i know i'm asking you to like totally get out of your shell i totally get it so if you can't do it every week try to do it every other week okay sounds good thank you no problem good luck thank you thank you for calling the ask a matchmaker hotline how can i help you i have a question about trying to figure out when it might be time to call dating somebody off um, based on trying to see if there is an attraction between or that you find this person attractive. Um, 
I have gone on two dates. I remember you always say three dates, um, but I've noticed that he is quite an effeminate male. Um, and it's not usually my type. And I think I've been finding his voice a little bit of a turnoff, but I also don't want to judge attraction based on such a meaningless thing. But I also don't want to lead him on while I'm trying to figure out my own feelings. And I was wondering if you think that's something that is important that I should consider, or if that's something that you've, you think is kind of something that I should see if I get over. So it kind of goes back to my philosophy when in dating, right? Like the point of a first date is to go on a second date and you did that. And we also know that chemistry typically takes um, one to two to three dates. So, you know, you've already been on two dates and it, it doesn't seem like you're not saying anything about chemistry as much as you're saying something about your own physical attraction to this person. Right, because we can be physically attracted to people that we meet, but that doesn't mean we'll ever get chemistry with them. So this is not a question about chemistry. This is a chemistry. This is sincerely a physical attraction thing, and it's a very specific physical attraction issue. And you know, I would tell you that I think it's great that you even went on a second date, but you can cut yourself some slack too. Okay, that helps. I just I. I feel like I'm such a nice person. I don't want to like, like write somebody off for something that I shouldn't be worried about. Um, You're right that both things can be true, right? So you're absolutely right. Like this, you know, his voice uh, is not something he can control. That is his voice. Mm -hmm. But you also have to find especially his voice, something that not even attracted to, but something that you can accept. And it doesn't seem it's even meeting that minimum threshold for you. Yeah. Does that make me shallow? Or is that just like a basic, like, you know, somebody's pheromones, like you either like it or you don't? Do you know? (laughs) No, I haven't. So like, I was trying to base like what I'm going to say based on like studies and like science and like my own professional experience. And I don't know here, like I, I will say I don't know. And I don't know because you know, you gave it two dates. And I think if you were genuinely enjoying yourself and you were curious about them and you were excited about them, you wouldn't care about their voice. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a thought that I had as well. Just needed some confirmation. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Is that true for you? Like, do you not feel curious about them? I think I am curious, but having conversations, I always find myself getting caught up in his voice or like the mannerisms that he has that are very feminine that it's not my usual type and I thought well I've had a bad streak maybe I should try to get outside that type um but I also think I'm trying to focus too much on that and not focusing on do I really feel attraction or am I just trying to see if forcing a different type is what I need if that makes sense there are non-types that you could still be attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ultimately, I think I think everyone dating should always ask themselves, especially in the beginning, am I enjoying myself? Am I curious about them? And do do I like how I feel around them? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the answers are to these questions, but it seems you know it does. I don't I don't even know if it matters if you if you are finding an element 
of their entire being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unattractive. Yeah, it's something so important to just you're talking to that person every day like, if you are in a relationship. There are other women out there who don't care about what you're talking about right now. They wouldn't even it wouldn't even register that this person um had a different tone uh or speaking mannerisms, right? Like it just wouldn't it wouldn't register. Mm -hmm. But for you it's registering. And it maybe it is because you're familiar to other men in the past and that's valid, but you know to date your non-type, it has nothing that it, it's not always necessarily based on like, okay, I only dated, you know, really masculine guys. So nice to be feminine. No, it's also like I dated guys that uh, maybe they, um, they had a certain kind of career or maybe they, you know, had a certain lifestyle. And now I'm dating someone who is more complimentary to my lifestyle. Like it has to still do with you. Yeah. He is more artsy than I usually go for. So I was like, oh, maybe that's really interesting. We have completely different hobbies that can kind of bounce off of each other, find new interests to do together. Um, so I guess that's kind of what I was looking for. But um, what do you said? Has this given you some validation? Yes. Um, I still need to work on not feeling bad, rejecting something that I don't think is for me. But <laughs> that's another type of issue, I think. So... But this is very helpful. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for calling in. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. As I mentioned previously, if you'd like to speak to me on an upcoming hotline episode, follow me on Instagram at matchmakermaria. I'll post a link on Wednesdays and we'll chat then. Until then, you can learn more about what I do or enroll in an upcoming Agape Intensive by visiting agapematch.com services. Thank you again for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. Be lovable and more importantly, be likable. See you next week.